money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot to get to, a lot going on. David, where do you want to start today? Well, I mean, there's the cleanup going on in Florida along the Gulf Coast as Hurricane Ian, the effects of that are being felt and really assessed for the first time. I mean, it's just a horror show. Um, Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I've noticed with this time around is when you're seeing leaders in Florida saying, please uh, be praying for us. They mean that. Yeah. Um, Been doing it because as far as like the Fort Myers area, last I heard it was over a dozen people had died, but they think that number is going to rise. And then they're still rescuing people. They're just getting to them now. Yeah, again, I mean, the, the initial hit of the hurricane oftentimes is not the most deadly. Um, it's everything that happens afterwards, uh, you know, down power lines, drownings, uh, you know, of course, if you're out in floodwaters after a hurricane, that's raw sewage you're walking around in. So there's that. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a nightmare right now. So, uh, and, and then of course the storm is going to be battering the coast again. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. With the Carolinas, no doubt about it. Then we have this situation with the Nord Stream pipeline and the bombing yeah still waiting to hear who blew up the Nord Stream gas pipelines that which take natural gas from Russia into Germany uh some say Russia did it to themselves others are saying the U.S. did it and at the end of the day no one's really sure um because no one's stepping up to take credit because this does feel just like this massive operation (laughs) that is meant to create more confusion than anything else uh Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm though told the BBC today there's a big silver lining to this. No. It can't No, be. she did not. Mm-hmm. I think this accelerates the EU's push to become energy independent oh, through clean God. energy. Oh, wow. Make it stop. Just make it stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know we're barreling towards, towards World War III. There's been a clear act of war or self-sabotage uh, with these uh, uh, pipelines. You're talking about... Uh, a complete inability to deliver Russian uh, gas to Europe, which is already on the brink of a full-blown energy crisis. And, oh, by the way, Ukraine is wanting to fast-track membership into NATO, which would definitely draw us into what could accurately be described as World War III. But the good news is <laughs> we're getting more windmills in Europe. All right? Oh, goodness. And they're building up their own homegrown energy. I'm here. I'm at the um, IAEA conference, the International Atomic Energy Agency conference. 
every country is looking at the risks associated with putting too many eggs in one basket or putting too many eggs in the basket of petrodictators and the volatility of, of the fossil fuels uh, that uh, accrue from that. Everyone yeah. is looking to how I can become energy independent. Yeah. Okay, simple question. Yeah. Why is Germany crapping its pants right now and over the last few months? Yeah. Because they went against uh, uh, sound advice, not only from Donald Trump, but other experts in national security all over the world. And they became completely reliant on Russian energy sources. Yes. So if all of this, uh, what you're talking about, Granholm, with what happened with Nord Stream, and, and even before this, when you have countries going, We're gotta, we got to go back to coal. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got to keep the heat on this winter. And we got to eat. This is insanity. But I guess it never it never bothers this woman at all to understand what the relative information is at the time. It's always just buy an electric car. That yeah. used to be your joke forever. It still is, right. David. The answer to everything, buy an electric car. Worried about World War Three? Buy an electric car. Buy an electric car. car. All right. Renewable energy. Yeah. Marriage on the ropes, buy an electric car. <laughs> Hurricane bearing down on your state, buy an electric, buy an electric car. car. Good luck evacuating. Yes, but even though you can only go 170 miles and you'll be stranded, just know when you do get back to your home, you could power it. Mm -hmm. Only with the new Ford electric truck. Right. But we're going we're gonna to talk about how great electric vehicles are. By the way, I suggest you look in the camera when you deliver that line. <laughs> Only with the Ford electric truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamie Markley. <laughs> Doc says I've got a hernia. Buy an electric car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we have that going on. And then we have insanity in the United States in a number of different ways. Um, one, just being this whole trans and yes, men can get pregnant. No, they can't. No, they, just stop it. Yeah, no, they really can't. Everybody just is supposed to be playing pretend. Uh, yesterday, a House committee held a hearing on abortion, and we learned yet again that apparently men can get pregnant. Representative Andrew Clyde asked the question of Dr. Bhavik Kumar with Planned Parenthood. Okay. Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. Uh, so, so can uh, biological uh, uh, men... Hold on, before he even gets back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially trans men. No. no I, so, okay. Okay, even going down that argument, which is, we know, stupid. So, in his world, not only trans men can get pregnant, but hetero men can get pregnant? But, yeah, like, no, it, it's exclusively trans men. Who can get pregnant? Because I can't get pregnant. Jamie, you can't get pregnant. Scott, I assume you can't get pregnant. No, you would assume correctly, sir. Well, hold on. That's, what do you say? Pregnancies, especially trans men. Especially trans men. But yes, men can well, get pregnant, especially, meaning others could too. Leaving that option open, right? Listen, David, uh, I know everything is fixed up as far as, you know, having any more kids. I, I'm yeah. in the same boat. But you never know, maybe you could get preggers. Maybe I could. Yeah. <laughs> maybe well, men who can't get pregnant should just buy an electric car. <laughs> there you go. Yes. This is so nonsensical. It, it is. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Pregnancies, especially trans men. Uh -huh. uh, so, so can biological men become pregnant and give birth? 
So are you saying that a biological female who identifies as a man and therefore becomes pregnant is, quote, a man? Is that what you're saying? These questions about who can become pregnant are really missing the point. I'm here to talk no, about... No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. This is me Somebody, asking a question I'm and you question. answering. I'm asking the question, sir, not you. Right, and I'm answering the question. Somebody with a uterus may have the capability of becoming pregnant, whether they're a woman or a man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's one thing to be out of your mind, but then to push back and say, I'm answering the question. Well, first, I don't think the question's relevant. Hey, listen, no, no, no. This isn't how it works. You're here to answer questions. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he said that. That doesn't make Okay, we're done. Not we're every done. person with this a This isn't complicated. Has the ability Let me to tell you, if a person has this a is medicine. and is... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, nobody said... Insufferable. Right. No, it, that's, that's one of the go-tos, one of the key go-tos whenever you tell somebody the truth which is that a man no a man cannot get pregnant a woman who identifies as a man who who plays pretend and says they're a man can get pregnant but that person is not actually a man and they say no. well well not every what about a woman who who can't get pregnant who has a uterus but for one reason or another can't huh what do you think about that smart guy i i think those are two separate things so i don't know why they always think that's this gotcha moment it's the dumbest it's thing ever. not Right. It, it still doesn't mean that a dude can get pregnant. Yeah. Well, I mean, again... Some I'm, women can't. Yes, we know that, but that doesn't make it so a guy can. Yeah, right. It's like, no... Our listeners, Chuck just sent me a note saying, if men can get pregnant, name one. Right. <laughs> name one, yes. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, well, human beings don't have wings. Yeah, well, penguins have wings and they can't fly. Well, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Yes, it's nonsensical. <laughs> we have real problems. We don't need more problems from you idiots right. and people going along with it. Okay, so this conversation goes on. Oh, yeah, well, Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got mad at that whole line of questioning. Of course she did. Have you heard this, Scott? No. Good, because I haven't either. We can react together. The same folks who tell, who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, that climate change isn't real. Okay, hold time on. COVID? Okay, I don't remember anyone saying, oh, COVID is just not real. No. No, it, it was real. It was the reaction to it yeah. that people had a problem with. And as far as climate change, people have been wrong for years. I think there are a lot of people saying, yeah, there might be something going on, but we know we can't trust the people that are on the doomsday clock about it because they've been there for decades. It doesn't make any sense. That January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit <laughs> are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. And um, I would say that their claim uh, is probably just as legitimate as all their others, which is to say, not very much at all. Okay. Yeah. Going back to January 6th. Yeah. You also thought that was an all-out attempted coup. Yes. Okay. The only coup that I'm ever aware of in trying to overthrow the government by force without guns. Mm -hmm. A coup. Uh, who, who was the, the leader of the plan? Was it the Viking guy? Chewbacca guy? Was it the QAnon shaman? Who are we talking about? Who was the leader of that coup? It doesn't make sense. Who was going to be the president that day? She just talks. 
She just talks. Oh, my gosh. I mean, again, it's just yapping, just filling the air with words that don't mean anything. It also is kind of a non sequitur because nobody's saying that trans people don't exist. We're saying that men can't get pregnant. That's that's the argument, right? (laughs) Right. Yes. As a woman or any menstruating person in this country. (laughs) Yeah, that's her stairway to heaven, right? Yeah. This was an all-out attempted coup. (laughs) It goes on with her. I know these are all the greatest hits. Okay, thank you for that. But my favorite of all time as a problem solver, AOC. If we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. (laughs) Let them all out because that's worked well. Very good. It was so like, you know. You know, if you want to see... Uh, cancer rates drop significantly, then just stop doing any sort of diagnostic test for cancers. Exactly. (laughs) Zero cancer is possible. Makes sense. Uh, David, you mentioned uh, seeing the hit last night to uh, to a Dolphins quarterback. I saw that. Yeah, it it really was pretty bad. If you didn't see it, he was on the field for, what, seven minutes? Yeah, yes, he was. He was out. I mean, knocked out. It was... Uh, what happened was it was a clean hit. Nobody went for his head or anything like no. that, but he nails his head on the turf, which happens a lot. And uh, you saw what's called the fencing response, which is basically the central nervous system going completely haywire because the brainstem gets compressed due right. to a traumatic head injury. And his fingers got all splayed out. I mean, it's one of the creepiest things whenever yeah. you see it. It's it's frightening. Um, Honestly, and, right afterwards, I thought... I thought he had broken fingers. Yeah, at first. Yeah, because yeah, because your body, your the, yeah. the signals from your brain to your extremities just don't work anymore. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's it is it is terrifying. And the conversation going on right now is because on Sunday, uh, he was playing and his head hit the turf. And he gets up and he's walking back to the huddle, loses his way, and then falls down. Yeah, and then has to be like shepherded back. I mean, it was it it was really scary in that moment and so there are people wondering what happened with the miami dolphins and their training staff why'd they clear him to play because clearly that looked like a head injury on sunday they said no it's mm-hmm. not a head injury it was a back end injury but yeah that's what he said that. in the presser yeah, yeah my back seized up on me that sounded like a guy that wanted to make sure he was on the field yeah one of those things you can't forget you just saw yeah yeah there's more reaction to that to get to and people on the left trying to dunk on DeSantis right now. <laughs> so much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Florida going through hell right now. Yeah. And Hurricane Ian bearing down on the Carolinas, part of Georgia. And you have a bit from Cable News. Yeah, well, we're seeing a lot of horrible people come out of the woodwork in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian hitting Florida. MSNBC's Joy Reid kind of laughed at the fact that Governor Ron DeSantis was asking for federal relief Hmm. and claimed that DeSantis was only giving press conferences to help him politically. 
Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. It's not even executive leadership. He is simply, all he has to do now is open up his arms and receive federal money. Let's just be clear. And when Ron DeSantis was in Congress, and you guys were in Congress, when he was a Tea Party freshman, when New York and New Jersey faced the exact same tragedy, when Ron DeSantis had the opportunity to make that decision and say, well, should the people of New York and New Jersey, who were hit by a catastrophic hurricane, they weren't even used to, they're not even in Florida, they don't use hurricanes, right. he said no. That shouldn't happen. He, Marco Rubio, and other Tea Party um, members, uh, Senate and House, said they shouldn't have that money. It's too expensive. He's You're shaking your head, David. Cause that's, vigorously. Because that's fake news. So yeah. what? What? Joy Reid, fake news? Yeah. So, and, and I've seen this getting shared all over social media, the same kind of thing. Not from Joy Reid in particular, but from a lot of liberals who are just wanting to go after Ron DeSantis for asking for... Uh, FEMA assistance, which happens regardless if you're a Republican or a Democrat, doesn't really matter. You ask for federal assistance because you might, you're going to ask for 100% uh, reimbursement, but you're probably not going to get that. Um, the vote she's talking about was a bill that would increase the borrowing limit for the National Flood Insurance Program by about $10 billion. The issue wasn't about whether or not to send aid. In fact, at the time, Representative DeSantis said, no, they're entitled to what they got. If you have flood insurance, you're entitled to every penny that you signed on to, that you signed up for. But some Republicans opposed it because there was no offset. In other words, they were just against printing more money. They said, no, nobody ever said, no, New York shouldn't get federal aid. You know, did you hear the piece of her also trying to actually dunk on the people of Florida for trying to go up north? Did anybody hear this? No. Oh, shoot, man. In my world, if you thought that was bad, get a load of this. It's a bit ironic now that you might have Floridians having to actually pour over the borders um, and go north uh, and get out of the state of Florida in the exact same crisis that we've been talking about on a trolling level in that state for a long time. Talking about global warming. And be careful about attacking people who have to move to save their own lives and safety because you never know when it's your people that have to move, when it's your people who have to migrate, when it's your people who have to get on that road. All right. Did I win? Is that worse? Yeah, because most of the people who are who evacuated are going to go back to Florida. Right. Right. It's for safety because of weather. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, David, but I believe they're here legally. Yeah, it's it's also very yeah. legal to cross they're state citizens lines. Citizens to cross state you, lines. You can, yes, if you're in Florida yeah. and you're and you're evacuating to Georgia, there's no asylum process there. You just kind of go and get a hotel room. Yeah, there's no checkpoint, Bubba, right. standing there. It's, no, it can make you angry. You know, on a nicer note, I think we all saw the same story that the happiest spend. Is buying someone a gift that they really wanted. I agree. Whenever you can do that. I agree. Just thinking of that gives you a warm yeah. feeling. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we could pull our money together and get Joy a new wig. That was really bad. <laughs> Whatever she's got going now. It would be a loving thing to do. All right. <laughs> Sorry. News update next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay, of course we've kept an eye on the economy, and it's in the tank. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the question, are we in a recession? Yes, it we are confusing. in a recession. 
Well, sure we are. Yeah. We all know that. Of course. Some people, the enlightened ones, are not quite sure because it's just so dang confusing. Uh No, the definition has been there for a long time. Well, you're not listening to the experts at NBC. Okay. And the Today Show. Okay. As we're going to get some tips from Mr. Costello about what you can do with your personal finance. But before that, to set it up. But economists are divided over what it all means and if things will get better or worse in the near term. Whatever it is, it doesn't feel good out there. NBC's Tom Costello joins us. Tom, even more conflicting information yesterday on this issue of whether or not we're in a recession, but people are feeling the pinch. Uh, absolutely. But this- whether or not. Yeah, nobody I know that I surround myself around, but I've heard from Top other people. Cannabis. Yeah, okay, absolutely. But this is a head scratcher, right? We've got GDP numbers showing the economy contracted this year, but applications for unemployment benefits fell to their lowest level since the spring. <laughs> Meanwhile, big retailers are signaling that consumers are pulling back on their spending, but there are signs that gas prices may come down even further. Okay. If you go piece by piece there, why are gas prices coming down? They're not. Well, they are. To a degree. But it's because the demand is lower. Well, yes. And why is the demand lower? Yeah, because investors are saying, uh, yeah, we're in a recession, and they're worried about spending money. The same reason why consumers are spending yeah. less money. Well, and, and, I mean, Scott was right. The gas prices have been inching up. They have. I, oh, paid, I paid more yeah. yesterday. I put gas in my car last night and paid like two to three cents. I think it was like three cents more a gallon Oh, than I had the last time. So... Okay, overall, and they might, but they might come down lower. They might, they might. You know, but then there's, well, there's the the energy prices. There's other things. Tom, you mentioned the drop in gas prices. That is good news. Do you expect further drops in the coming weeks and months? Yeah, we're at three seventy nine a gallon nationally right now. Analysts think we could hit three fifty a gallon by Halloween. Maybe even cheaper by New Year's Day. May, okay. I can't help it, but as I'm watching that, I'm thinking, okay, let's try to keep this message as positive as possible right. while people are going through early voting, at least through the midterms. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Or trying to shine this turd the best we can, okay? And a big jump in your natural gas heating bills is likely this winter. Why? Largely due, uh, at least in part, to Russia's war in Ukraine and tight supply here in the U.S. Why is there a tight supply in the U.S.? Anybody have that answer? Uh, tight supply in the U.S. because uh, the Biden administration has been hell-bent on restricting the production of oil and gas. Correct, Amundo. They keep trotting out this, like, whatever it was, 19,000 permits out there. Okay, well, no company is going to invest millions and millions and millions of dollars into exploring and developing potential oil sites uh, when they know that the rug is going to get pulled out from under them because, well, all these green weenie people are saying, we want to put you out of business. Correct. Okay, good talk. Moving on, how about some student loan forgiveness? Ten grand. <laughs> hey, what happened? What's going on? Is this scaling back? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Biden administration has now scaled back eligibility for its student loan forgiveness plan. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you know it? They're They're running into some problems. So this is the result of a lawsuit that was filed. Uh, because what had been alleged is that uh, private lenders who are holding these loans, even if they're guaranteed by the government, are going to lose out on money. So when we've talked about different lawsuits, the question has been who actually has standing in a court of law to say, I'm an injured party, this is why I'm suing the government over this policy. 
Well, in this case, the Biden administration realized, oh, no, if there are private lenders who are handling these loans, they actually are an injured party. So if you have uh, federal student loans guaranteed by the government but are held by private lenders, you're not getting debt relief. Now, the federal government says, the White House says, that that covers about 770,000 people. Uh, Other analysts are saying, actually, it's way more than that. So you were going to get it, but see, you got that loan from the wrong place. Yep. Sorry, folks, parks closed. Loose out front, should have told you. But if you had uh, bundled your debt and your loans and that had switched back over to federal control you will still be in line for that. That being said, the deadline was yesterday, the same day that this policy was enacted. So. Uh-oh! <laughs> you want to get on that today? Oh, too late. Too late. They Darn really the are. They're, they're not going to go through with this, it looks like. Well, we all knew what it was for. Yeah. And we got to do something before the midterms. Right. This is our base. Because most of the loan forgiveness was going to, wasn't it? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But it was people that had gone to graduate school. Yeah. To a large degree. That's the base for the Democratic Party. We got to pay these guys back. Get them excited to get out there and vote for the midterms. Did we talk about how long you actually had to be in school before you got repayment of a debt? Like, did you have to graduate? Oh, no. No, because that was the deal. You could have gone a year and partied your brains out and had $25,000 in debt and get $20,000 of it forgiven. Yeah, or, or on the flip side, you could also have realized that you're not getting what you paid for and dropped out after a year. Yeah. And to me, if you're going, I, I don't think any of it really makes sense, but you could at least make the argument, hey, if you went for, you know, to, and a lot of the people who have the, who have the worst outstanding loan debt with the least amount of payoff uh, are not necessarily graduate students. It's like barber schools and things like beauty schools, things like that. If yeah. you want to make the case that those loans should never have been given and therefore should be forgiven, you can make that case a lot better than saying your gender study degree needs to be paid for by the American taxpayer. Would agree. <laughs> Sorry, man. Just something, dude. With all these people thinking they were going to get it. And it, this was upside down with the public to begin with. They just don't think it's fair. But it's funny the way they're backtracking now oh the banks oh golly yeah okay uh elizabeth warren is in the news um because she's promoting the mama lobby to elect pro-choice moms okay i can try to explain it wait what what's a mom well that's a good question i thought it was a birthing person um hey before you start Peppering me with questions, sir. I will let Pocahontas speak for herself. Okay. Okay. In 2018, Luba Gretchen Shirley ran for Congress with two toddlers in tow and no salary to pay for childcare. She quickly realized why more women with young children were not running for office. You mean because of the focus at that point in her life should be the kids? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because if you have, couple, I would hope. I've got a couple of very young kids, uh, mm-hmm. three and one. And yeah, it's a it's a lot of work. That you realize maybe it's not about you at that time. It's yeah. probably about the kids. Sounds like you're pretty selfish, actually, if you have little kids and you go and run for office, which is going to be a lot of time away from home. Yeah, you're not very enlightened, sir. I guess not. No. Nope. Well, that's the patriarchy and white supremacy trying to put your thumb on women. <laughs> 
It's like what I could go heck, do man? other things for money right now, but I don't because I have responsibilities to my children. Right. Okay, go on, uh, Elizabeth. The system wasn't built for moms, so she fought to change it. After her <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, David. The system wasn't built for moms. Sorry, but that talking point doesn't make any sense anymore in the woke new world we live in because there's no such thing as a mom. It's a birthing person. That's right. That's so, true. Good point. Sorry. Luba launched Vote Mama, a platform to build the political power of moms. And since 2019, they've helped more than 400 pro-choice Democratic moms run for office. Everything from school board to the United States Senate. All righty. I have one quick question. Mm -hmm. Who's watching the kids? Yeah. I mean that sincerely. Who is it? Is it daycare? Yeah. What about them and their hopes and dreams for Congress? Right. Oh. Hmm. That's a job. That's oh. Hmm. Now Luba is launching the Vote Mama Lobby <laughs> to mobilize moms across the country to volunteer for Vote Mama candidates and to champion progressive legislation. <laughs> from first-time volunteers to seasoned politicos. Because the one thing I understand from talking to a whole lot of moms, as far as their kids, what, what's going on right now? They want progressive policies. Yeah. They want dudes in the girls' bathrooms. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They want their kids taught about transgender crap in kindergarten. That's what those moms are all about. I'm just trying to picture like a, a mom, and and really, I mean, my feelings are pretty much the same way for for men who have little little kids, like going off to Congress, being away for a long time. I mean, that's a recipe for making a Hunter Biden. So, you know, it'd be better if you could stay home. But also, I'm just wondering though, because this whole kicking off point is for abortion. Yes, so what, what's that conversation like with your toddler? It's okay. I know mommy won't be around a lot anymore, but I'm going to Washington to fight for my right to have killed you. Exactly. That's weird, man. Yeah, it is. Why does it always feel? I always feel like she's the one telling you to not run in the halls. <laughs> you know? Like that was her when she was 10. Just... <laughs> Of everything. But I totally know what you mean. It totally makes sense what you're saying. Everything's a scold, you know? Everything is. is. All right, enough of Elizabeth Warren. I got more. Just, that's enough. Okay, David, you have the story on the brother of Jackie Walorski. Yeah, well, er, earlier this week, Joe Biden asked where Representative Jackie Walorski was. Uh, Walorski uh, tragically died in a car crash last month. Now, the, the Washington Post spoke with her brother, Keith, and I know I, it doesn't come across as this guy trying to be mean. It doesn't sound like he's taking no. pot shots. I think he's being real here. I do, too. But, boy, it tells you everything you need to know about how a lot of people see this president. He says, quote, it's par for the course. I feel sorry for him, really. He made a phone call after my sister was killed, and he was very sincere in relaying his grief process because he's been through that grief process. He knows all about it. All I'm saying right now about the president is bless his heart for trying. Yeah, it was a big mess up. Inexcusable? No. Unforgivable? No. I'm not going to hold it against him. I just feel sorry for him. That's probably a nice way of putting it. He's forgetful. I don't think anybody would look at things he's done and said uh, and say his mind is as sharp as it used to be. I don't know what else to, what else to say. He's doing the best he can with what he's got right now. Whoa, man. 
it's it's much to what we were talking about the other day in that. Hey, you got the... Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Okay. That sort of thing. Or the other clip from that day when he actually said... Really? Yeah. Or like, you know, we've seen this before with different relatives, and it's sad. But this is the president. Yeah. That's the difference. And you can only feel sorry for so long. I can I could get closer to feeling bad for the guy if he's not president. Even then, it's going to take a while because he's shown his true colors over the yeah. last few years and has divided the country almost more than anybody that I can remember. I mean, I know people on the left, well, Trump divided. You could say Obama divided. Anybody divide more than Biden well, with that speech? Really, it's not even him doing it. But it is. It, it's oh. him being told what to do. Yeah, no, he's, the he's the vessel. See, I yes. don't know. I think that actually is pretty much him at his. Do you at really? His, at his, really? Yeah, dude, because he's been that way. He's been a jackass his entire career. He's a you bad guy. You ever heard Victor Davis Hanson go over the history of Biden? If you thought he was at one time a good guy, it will no. erase all of it. No, that that whole that whole you know lunch pail Joe thing. That's uh -uh. a media creation. That's actually yep. fairly recent. That's fairly new, really, since he was uh obama's vice president i mean the yep. joe biden he was just kind of an idiot and a jerk that's what he was known and a liar absolutely plagiarized got caught right people forget it yeah but a lot of class from jackie walorski's brother there um on a quick note i don't know if you're interested or not scott i saw it as a news story mcdonald's is going to start selling adult happy meals next week What's and the toy? That's it. Well, it's going to be a different kind of toy mm -hmm. all the time. It sounds like a kind of a weird sort of toy, but I know it will be a collectible. Well, so is that something that you're going to be interested in? It depends in? on what it is, but I'm I am interested in the collectible aspect. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, if it's like Star Wars or Game of Thrones or something, I don't care. I think it's going to constantly change right. to little things. Maybe it'll be your Funko Pops. I don't know. That'd be great for us. <laughs> Goodness gracious. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. This stuff wears me out, David. What's the story on the New York Attorney General? Oh, yeah. Well, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, said in court filing she wants to go to trial in the state's fraud lawsuit against Donald John Trump and the Trump Organization by the end of next year. Now, what's... What's the end of next year, 2023, heading into 2024? Boy, if there's a if there's a primary going on, boy, that that might that might pull Donald Trump off the campaign trail, wouldn't it? Hmm. Not only that, she's trying to hang on to her job and she's yeah. out. Hmm. That's, That's what she ran on. I'm gonna get Trump. Oh yeah, totally. That that was the entire thing. And now she's she's, terrible. Now she's meddling in a free and fair election, potentially. Yeah, but people on the left don't care. No, they don't. They don't care what the rules are as long as Orange Man Bad never gets back there again. She is just another example of everything that's wrong. I mean that. You look at her whole history and what she's all about. Ugh. Anyway, don't need more time. Hey, was anyone surprised to see Trevor Noah's leaving The Daily Show? Not that I really care. Just Not thought it was really. interesting. It was yesterday, the first time I could ever remember David bringing a clip of Trevor Noah 
Yeah. Because he actually said something funny. I think the first time ever, and then boom, you find out he's done. Yeah, yeah. maybe this was his YOLO moment. But yeah, he had made a joke about uh, Joe Biden not uh, not realizing that a dead congresswoman might not be in the room with him. Um, and he said, well, at least he recognized she wasn't there, right? Because that would have been really awkward if he said, oh, there's Jackie. <laughs> yes, it would have been worse. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a point there. But he was the only person on the left, David, uh, as of yesterday, that even covered the story. Yeah, no one else really wanted to. I mean, th that's not fodder for late night TV. <laughs> really. And we have the most powerful man in the world looking for someone around the room that's been dead for two months. That's not news. It's crazy, man. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here. A big shocker, another bad inflation report, David. Yeah, the Federal Reserve's uh, preferred inflation gauge, that's the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, that shows that core prices, uh, well, climbed 0.6% from the previous month and rose 4.9% on an annual basis. They like to strip out things like energy costs because those are so volatile. I, I still don't think that that really makes a whole lot of sense because, well, you need gasoline if you drive. You need to power your home. You know, th those are things that cannot just be stripped away from what people are spending every month. But again, you don't need the data geeks to tell you what you already know. If you've gone to Walmart, if you've gone grocery shopping, if you filled up your tank, yes, gas prices have come down from the all-time high, but they're still high. And going up, going back up. And, yeah, inching back up, yep. That's what's probably so frustrating is we all know this. And you still have people, national media, we had a clip earlier. Well, it's just so confusing, these numbers. Right. Because, you know, gas prices are, are starting to come down from where they were. And the unemployment numbers. But again, you still have a whole lot of companies that are still looking for help. They can't staff their, they can't staff their business the way they want. Yeah. I got an email from one of these slow-witted uh last night or not an email but it's on a facebook page talking about you guys talking about inflation it's putin's fault he wanted with the putin line again mm -hmm. it's just it's insane okay you can't right you know yeah it's putin i thought we gave up on that one i thought we moved past that and on to something else to blame last night on tucker's show he had the goya foods ceo I saw that guy. yeah i always butcher his last name robert you nanny Thank you. That was better than Biden could have done. Yeah. <laughs> Bacaria is his last Sure, one. that'll work. <laughs> when in doubt, just say Bacaria. Yeah. yeah. He talked a, a little bit about inflation. At the core of inflation, and it's out of control, especially in food, uh, is evil. Our desire to control us. Uh, when I was a child, my parents said, never take candy from a stranger. And they're giving out candy, incentivizing people not to work. They're taking away our purpose, our spirit, our reason to get up every day. And they're doing it without yes. their own candy. They're taking our candy 
and using it to incentivize us not to work. That's very inflationary. I thought about that because I just also heard a report yesterday talking about how many able-bodied males under the age of 50 have dropped out of the workforce. Just dropped out. And you wonder, how can you do that? Are you living with your parents? Are you living with someone else? How do you just drop out of the workforce? So you got to be getting your money somewhere, right? David? Uh, I mean, the thing is, with any sort of employment thing, it's hard to track exactly what is going on across all 50 states. You have to be hyper-local with a lot of it. So like in, in Los Angeles, for example... Um, you could drop out of the workforce because they've still got this eviction moratorium for people. So if you have generous federal, if yeah. you have generous state and local welfare benefits, and you're not having to really pay rent, uh, why would you go work? Yeah. Right. And that's all about the government controlling yeah. you in the end. Well, and with subsidized housing, even if you do have to pay rent, I mean, there are there are situations where... Uh, and I, I'll, I'll speak from personal experience, having lived in government subsidized housing, where I got a job uh, promotion where I my raise was only about two thousand dollars, but that actually put me just over the edge right. to where I was not eligible anymore to live in that subsidized housing. So I had to go get an apartment that was more expensive. I wound up losing money after getting a promotion and a raise. See, I've, that, heard this, I've heard this from other people, too. Up, but I wa- but yes. you know what? I wanted the job, and that's... you know I didn't particularly like living in that, in that apartment complex. So, yeah, it's fine. But th- when you have that like hard and fast rules with a lot of welfare or any sort of government assistance program, you wind up being in a situation where if you are okay with the status quo, there really isn't an incentive to do a whole lot better. That's so true. And honestly, that's what the Goya Food CEO was getting at. And if we got a second, he started talking about the new prime minister of Italy and how impressed he is with her yeah. because of what she talks about. Well, you know, we, we were an essential business, Tucker. We never stopped working. But work is essential. It gives us our reason. You know, God, this, I love this gal from uh, Maloney from Italy. You know, she has this fascist speak, God, family, country. And, you know, you need to have a purpose. She says we all have our genetic code. Each one of us is made in the likeness of God with our own identity. So we all have a purpose. Now, you take that purpose away by the very few who want to own us, enslave us, control us for their own greed and power. Yeah. That's what it's about, especially young males. Mm -hmm. Take them out. You can control them. That's part of it. Tucker was blown away by that. He was like, yeah, I've never heard any CEO talk like that in my life. Like, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was refreshing. Meanwhile, another one of our leaders um, is praising China for all the work that they're doing as far as the environment goes. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a joke, right? Yeah. But this is John Kerry. I think I left the question in um, talking about, or maybe I did, I can't remember, talking about getting China on board with climate change and being more responsible. And John Kerry singing 
China's praises. What can be done about China? Yeah. Their seeming reluctance to participate in in affairs of uh, climate control. This on NBC. Well, China, Mike, China, interestingly enough, uh, China has a plan. They put a plan in place. We think they could be doing more, but but China is going to be building more electric vehicles will be put on the road over the next year or so in China than in all the rest of the world put together. China is, I'm not excusing China, I'm just telling you that China is uh, moving to do additional things. Yes! Yeah. This guy. So, so you're saying that the manufacturing of electric vehicles is big business for China. Mm-hmm. And we're sending a lot of money towards that effort to yes, help we China. Are. Okay. Well, he's China's female dog. Right. So, I mean, that's, he's just doing part of what he needs to do mm-hmm. there. Meanwhile, invest in solar because that also comes from China. Yeah. And you know who puts that together? That'd be the Uyghur Muslims. <laughs> okay. But who cares about that? We're saving the environment. Well, after they're done with so, the shoes, they got to have something to do. Well, yeah. We're giving them purpose. That's right. With work. That's right. That's what we're doing there yes. in China with yeah. the Uyghur Muslims. See? It's a good thing. What a fraud. Oh, him, yes. Absolute fraud. That guy. Okay. Golly. Oh, I thought that was enough suffering for this segment. Apparently not. Here comes David with a Jimmy Kimmel clip. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. This is just really weird and sad on his part, I think. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is getting divorced. Uh, and apparently that's a reason for celebration for the left. I I don't know what happens deep and dark in your soul that without any amount of drama publicly announced or playing out in the public sphere, you take delight in someone's marriage ending is just it's just kind of weird to me. But, you know, late night TV host Jimmy Kimmel did a bit on this. And again, to me, it's creepy. OK, let's hear this. One of Trump's most loyal MAGA maggots is uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's getting divorced. She, um, her husband, Perry Green, filed for divorce yesterday after 27 years. His, well, it's nothing to, his original sentence was 30 years, but the judge shaved three years off of good behavior. And, um, yep. Yep. Just weird to me. Like, it's one thing if there was some crazy story behind the scenes that was put out there and you want to dish about that. Like, I, I can see the fodder mm-hmm. for that in content and comedy, but, like, the initial reaction of just laughing and cheering because someone's marriage is ending with no other details other than, good, one of our enemies is suffering. Ha, 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 ha. It's just creepy to me. I'm trying to think, man. It, you know, because we'll take people to task all the time, obviously. I'm trying to think if that's something that we would do with someone we really didn't like. Well, I think I make the comment, well, man, that guy, he hung in there for a long time. I, I can see myself saying something like that, but it's the overall picture, and you see this a lot from the left. They don't want to just like win a debate or win with policy. They want to see people suffer. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, from the other side, it's like, listen, I have nothing personal against this person unless I just think they're a really bad person. But I would like to see some sort of redemption story in the end, but I don't wish bad on them. Well, well the same people that cheered when 
Rush Limbaugh announced he had cancer. Yeah. I mean, it was it was insane, the reaction. I'm trying I mean, to think I can of remember someone. Saying, what, oh. it, what is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, the, the popular joke at the time from, I mean, it really, it's over the line, but it's uh, breaking news, a, uh, a cancer has Rush Limbaugh, is what they, that was right. the ongoing joke. Yeah. Okay. It, soulless, was, it was brutal. It was pylon <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think of people that I really detest. Whether it's Joy Reid, Don Lemon, Cuomo. The View. I don't want to see anybody die of cancer. No, of course not. No. No. I, I was I was not surprised. There's a guy I know. He works for uh, public radio. I won't mention his name. I don't mention what market he's in. But he cracked, he wise about Rush Limbaugh having cancer right after it was announced. And I was at this, this, org, this organization type thing with him, and I heard him say it. I looked at him and said, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What? He deserves, no, he doesn't. Wow. You can dislike him. You can hate him all you want. You didn't fight, did you? No, but I could have. <laughs> and it was, it was one of those situations where this guy's a miserable <laughs> failure in this business. <laughs> and I, I think I might have said that to him. <laughs> then I hope you suffer. Well, you're a failure at this business. No wonder you hate people who succeed. <laughs> you can go hide behind a government wall and never get fired. Comedy never stops. Okay. How many Americans say they can't live without Wi-Fi? Is this accurate? Get to that in the news update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Come on, man. Hey, Joe. Uh, Biden at it again today, David? Yeah, yeah, doing a ceremony at the White House here, and he was giving a shout-out to uh, Doug Imhoff, the second gentleman, and uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris. And again, you don't know if he's letting something slip or if he is just this senile, but here's the clip. Okay. And Doug's right. You're the first, uh, but Kamala often says you won't be the last. Uh, Kamala won't be the last woman to be vice president or president. Uh, Uh-oh. Is that senility or does he know something? Uh, somebody we had know to he's going to be gone. Uh-oh. Somebody's had to talk with him, right? I mean... He knows. Because he, she, Kamala Harris will never win a national election to be president no. of the United States. It won't happen. Um... No. Not today. Yeah, not, not today. <laughs> no. Not for a while. Not in the foreseeable future. I, I don't see that happening. But I don't know. What? She would be president if he steps down. So I had a thought last night about Kamala Harris. Okay. I'm hesitant to share it. I think maybe all three of us have been wrong about Kamala. Well, do tell. <sighs> I understand she's butchered some things, okay? But I think she's a trailblazer in a way. She is a person of influence. I, I think I have the proof, to be honest. Okay. okay, I'm dying to hear this. Keisha Lance Bottoms, remember the former mayor of Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. Okay, he failed in that job, to be honest. Right. Failed all the way up to being hired by the White House right. as an advisor. She's on CNN talking about the illegal alien problem that we have. What do they call it? The migrant problem yeah. in the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay. You tell me 
that Kamala doesn't have an influence on people. When you hear Keisha Lance Bottoms ask or answer this question um, from CNN. So can you give me specifics on what you're doing in terms of that coordination with other countries? Coordination with other countries? Specifics, she says, right? Well, as you've mentioned, we are already having discussions with other world leaders and making sure that as we are dealing with the challenges that we are facing right now, uh, that we are also looking at long-term strategies on how we can globally work together to address this issue, whether it be migrants coming into the United States or going into other countries. This is something that we all have to be thoughtful about and all work together to address the challenges. And hold also, on, again, hold on. remember okay. that we're getting to the best. We all work together to address the challenges. And also, again, remembering that many of these people uh, may not necessarily receive asylum in the United mm -hmm. States, but also being very thoughtful that these are families, these are women, these are children who are fleeing communism. I don't think anybody uh, wants to pack up and leave their homeland and walk days at a time. So it's something that we know is a crisis and a challenge that the president is taking head on. Okay. Oh, my. That's a Dude. master class that Kamala was teaching. I, I will say th this is where... You know, oh Keisha Lance God. Bottoms meets next time she meets with Kamala Harris, she's gonna have Darth Vader voice. Now I am the master. <laughs> because that actually made sense as a sentence. S sort of. Uh, but no, not really. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm not saying it, it communicated anything, but <laughs> no. but the words were in the right order, they were in the right places, and it wasn't just constantly leaning on things like in terms of and right. You know, they she actually did kind of stick the landing on McGurk in there. Much better than Kamala, I will yes. say that. So it is being inspired. So I think we've established that Kamala is inspirational. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? But now she's taking it to another level. Both of them in the same classroom with a verbal book report. Wow. Pack a lunch because you're going to be there a while. Well, it, there will be challenges. <laughs> we just go Scott. all over the place and wander and... There will be issues, and there will be strategies Golly. to deal with that book report. Yes, this is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. <laughs> Biggest story of the day, David, is? Biggest story of the day is uh, dealing with the fallout from Hurricane Ian here in the United States. But around the world right now is uh, Vladimir Putin uh, announcing he was annexing more areas of Ukraine. Ukraine is wanting to have an accelerated uh, acceptance into NATO, which would be a, a, a big deal in terms of global conflict. Um, well, that'd be a long-term strategy. <laughs> facing the challenges and the issues. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, well, I mean, that, that need to be addressed. That's and, right. And that is your quickest way to uh, World War III and nuclear war. All right. But, but we'll be thoughtful on our way there. I bet so. Addressing those challenges. <laughs> and communities being affected. Yes, of course. <laughs> News update next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. I can't forget what you just said, Scott. What? It, well... Sonny Hostin said today on The View that making fun of Joe or pointing out that he's not all there is You know, I think what? what it really shows is that this country is so ageist. 
this country has a problem with age. You know, you go to other countries and our elders are revered. They're revered because of the knowledge that they have uh, acquired. And this is a man who has worked in government his entire life. This is a man who probably had a relationship so with what? this woman. And yes, she probably was top of mind. I was thinking about my grandmother the other day and like almost reached out to call her on the phone. She's been pa she passed away five years ago. It could happen to anyone. Right. And I think they okay. need to stop weaponizing his age. I hate <laughs> right. that about this country. Okay, I, I all right. He, he, was, he was looking for her. <laughs> that wasn't because yeah, I mean I hear that all the time. Like like my yes. mother does that with her mother. Uh, she passed away several years ago, and every once in a while, she'll just want to pick up the phone and talk to her, and then remember, sure. oh, she's she's no longer with us. That's not the same thing as saying, no. hey, where's grandma? Uh, where is she? Did she did, is she here at the Christmas party right now? Of course not. I think most people understand that. But this whole ageist, we we don't hold these people up. What are you talking about? We do it all the time. Someone completes a five k, a ten k at a certain age, and we're like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. That it's good, or we show respect. Or if someone's in a nursing home and they're starting to slip a little bit, we excuse different things. Okay, this is the sitting president. It's a completely different situation. Oh, I, absolutely, it is. Of it's it clear is. Yeah. to everyone that he's not all there. You think that our enemies don't understand this? Look at what's happened over the last eighteen months. Well, I think Putin said it the other day. He said, well, you know, we're not going to take advantage of old people. That's against the moral code <laughs> of the Soviet <laughs> Union. <laughs> what is going on? My goodness. So okay, and is this true? Because the other day, sometimes we'll play clips from The View, and I'm like, why do we even do this? Does anybody watch this? This is nonsensical. It, and Scott do said watch it. 2.4 million? Yeah, yeah, every day. Oh, goodness. Yeah, every day. Holy smokes. And you got to believe that there's a high percentage of the people that watch that believe what they're saying. That's terrifying. Okay, I'm going to move off of that. Let's uh, get to how the Nord Stream bombing is giving us a great opportunity for a green transition. Yeah. Well, you in the glass half half full here, you know. Yeah. So somebody uh, somebody blew up uh, part of the Nord Stream pipeline and. Well, that, that's what takes gas from Russia into Germany, and nobody's rushing to take credit for it. There's a lot of finger-pointing going on, and I, you know, whoever is doing it is playing three-dimensional chess or a complete moron who wants to head us into World War III. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Again, I, I have no idea who did it, but Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, told the BBC, yeah, the silver lining, <laughs> yeah, we're going green faster. I think this accelerates the EU's push to become energy independent through clean energy. And they're building up their own homegrown energy. I'm here. I'm at the um, IAEA conference, the International Atomic Energy Agency conference. Of course you are. Every country is looking at the risks associated with putting two. Quick question. How'd you get there? Mm -hmm. Well, sailboat. Really? No. Doubtful. With putting too many eggs in one basket or putting too many eggs in the basket of petro dictators and the volatility of the fossil fuels that uh, accrue from that. Everyone is looking to how I can become energy independent. <laughs> so you couldn't have done that on Skype. Well, Had no. You didn't fly of there, not. did you? 
you care so By much the way, about do these the people have some sort of conference like every weekend? There always is some convoluted conference I've never heard of before. Yeah, they're all they're all meeting and trying to figure out exactly. how to convince us to right. uh, drive electric cars and eat bugs. <laughs> they're just all. <laughs> It's what it is. Yes. They get together in their little meetings with their name tags mm-hmm. on, and they discuss how they're going to ruin us. Yeah. Centralized power. The yes. thing is, yeah, they have to meet, too, because, you know, if they spend too much time uh, in their uh, plastic masks, masquerading as humans, you know, it gets a little sweaty <laughs> in there. And these lizard people need to let their lizard skin <laughs> breathe. When you hear people yeah, that people really putting, understand yeah, sponge water on them <laughs> every 20 minutes. As yeah. a lizard person, I can tell you these crickets taste delicious and they're eco-friendly. <laughs> when you hear people that really understand this stuff talking about it and how electric cars or solar, it's not viable long term for the future. And clearly explain why that is. You wonder what is the game? Because these people have to know that and just not care. Electric cars are not the future. That's not 50 years from now. It can't sustain. Right. No. There's other ways that we can get cleaner energy without going electric. And we could get into hydro and all that other stuff, but it's just maddening to see the same stuff get trotted out. Okay. We got a problem at a school with a boy that's in the girls' locker room, David. What yeah. is this story? Well, this is absolutely insane here. This is out of Randolph, Vermont. So the Randolph High School volleyball team has a trans kid on it, biological boy who identifies as a girl. Well, under state law, he's allowed to use the girls' locker room, and he apparently, uh, while they were all changing, had made an inappropriate comment, and the girls wanted him to not change in the locker room with them anymore. And seems pretty reasonable, right? Something went over the line, and maybe maybe we need to start considering the he needs. He should never have been there to begin right, with. Of, of teenage girls over the needs of a confused teenage boy. Correct. But uh, now those girls have been banned from using the locker room while the district does an investigation. The girls got banned. What the? Yeah. What is that? So here's part of the uh, news reports from WCAX television. Oh, okay. High school student Blake Ellen and her teammates are currently barred from using the locker room after some of the girls on the team objected to allowing a transgender player in the girls' locker room. She says her issue is not with having the trans student on the team or at school, but specifically in the locker room. Biological boys that go in the girls' bathroom, but never a locker room situation. In an email to family, school officials said that the school... Time out. What did she say? I didn't catch the last part. Uh, She was saying that uh, at her school, because under Vermont law... Uh, you have to allow a student to use whatever facility uh, that he or she feels most comfortable in, right? And so she was saying, yeah, it happens in the bathroom, and it's no big deal because you got stalls, everybody's got their private thing. Okay. But now it's different because everybody's taking off their clothes in a locker room. That's a very vulnerable and sensitive situation. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of the swimmer from Kentucky. Yeah. Talking about the U-Pen swimmer. Flopping around. Okay. In an email to family, school officials said that the school has plenty of space where students who feel uncomfortable with the laws may change in privacy. They want all, all the girls who feel uncomfortable, so pretty much 10 girls, to get changed in a single stall bathroom, which would take over 30 minutes, when if one person got changed separately, it would take a minute. Like, no extra time. Yeah. The girls have to get put out because we have to apparently protect the boy. 
who is changing in a girl's locker room. Okay. That's, that's insanity. It is insanity. Where does this go from here? You wonder. I mean, my gosh, man. They, first of all, in my opinion, as far as the teachers, the coaches, we're not doing this. Okay, you're not kicking the girls out of the locker room. We got a boy in there, a biological boy. We can't do it. If you're going to continue this, we freaking quit. We're not doing this anymore. That's simple. Not to mention the fact, and this is rarely brought up, okay, would it be too much for the one boy because of the laws there? The laws are already insane. Mm-hmm. No, you got to change somewhere else. Yeah. But you know this is some sort of activist BS because if you had any manners at all, you're making someone else uncomfortable. Hey, I don't want to put you 10 out. We're teammates. I'll go change the other place if you're uncomfortable. Mm. Anybody with manners would do that. Of course, we can't expect that from the activist crowd. Yeah. Because they have but to prove a point. Reminds me of that joke that Family Guy had a few uh, years ago where one of the characters is a trans woman, and she was watching adult content at the bar, and the bartender comes over and says, I'm sorry, ma'am, but you can't, uh, you can't watch pornography at the bar. And she says, oh, it's okay, I'm transgender. And the bartender says, oh, well, in that case, do whatever you want all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's really funny. Yeah. I just thought of something, too. And I haven't busted this out in a while. I feel like I have to hear this at least once a month for my own sanity. And I know it's been at least a month since I've heard this. Because it was the most raw, honest piece of audio that you could hear about this type of situation. And it was the lady at the Wii Spa in L.A. that was complaining about the trans person just walking around flopping around well well, and that dude was a sex offender and he was partially when he was around her and her daughter yes and she said what sexual orientation i see a it lets me know he's a man he is a man he is not no female (laughs) yeah and then went on there's no such thing as transgender he has a okay he has a penis he has penis is hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She tells it like it is. Well, I yeah. have a right to feel comfortable yes. without a man yes. exposing himself. Okay? No, you go somewhere else. Exactly. And that pretty much sums it up. By the way, not surprising to anyone, there's new data out there that shows gender clinic referrals are scary. Skyrocketing. Yeah. Really? It's a social contagion driven by social media and activists on social media. Yes. You know, there was a slight dip in these numbers from 2020 to 2021 because of the pandemic. Because more kids had to stay home. Yeah. But once they were back in school, oh, we're up 112%. That is a very interesting statistic right there. Isn't it? Wow. Yes. Holy smokes, man. This is crazy when you see, like, the graph of that. It is. It's the referrals for gender dysphoria. UK, United States, and there it is. All right. A lot to get to.
You know what? We got to get reset here. We got big oh, Friday five gosh, coming yeah. up today. It's Friday. Yeah. Yes. Um, I give a little hint. It does have to do with uh, the president. It does. And something that happened here in the uh, last week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll get into that and get another news update straight ahead right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, news update. Oh, yeah. Well, Nancy Pelosi was talking about the labor shortage and the border crisis, saying, oh, yeah, by the way, Joe Biden's got a plan to address the border crisis and whatnot, but but we need to make sure that uh, we're taking care of the people who come here into this country illegally, because after all, we got a labor shortage. Okay. Should I play Nancy now? Yeah, I'm go trying ahead. to make sense of anything she says. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. Uh, Democrats have a remarkable Holy commitment. Smokes. They've got a remarkable commitment to making sure brown folks pick their crops. <laughs> Get to what you people do the best, would you? Yeah. And I like my wine, in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> Golly. That's something, isn't it? Wow. Uh, immigrants. Yeah. Giggity, yeah. giggity. By the way, if she had to do as much as Biden, as far as keep that schedule, do you think she would step in it as much as he does? Well, sure. If not more. <laughs> Hers well, is a, she's got, I think, more of her mental faculties than Joe. I don't know, but she... But she has a hard time getting yeah. it out, man. Hers hers is a different flavor of senility, I think. Because I, I think most of it is... I know they Elderberry. say... Yeah. They say that... They say she's a teetotaler, but come on. Nobody believes no. that. I, most of this seems to be, like, vodka-induced. And, uh, you know, yeah. you mix that with the fact that she's about 180 years old... Uh, you know, that it's not a great combination. You know what I wonder? I mean, when you get to the heart of what she's saying here. Some of the farmers and the growers saying, yeah. why are you shipping these uh, immigrants <laughs> up north? We need them to pick the crops mm-hmm. down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if you were the press secretary for her and had to say, hey, that was racist, wasn't it? What do you say to that? How do you spin that? say well the go back to the old trope that uh well american citizens aren't filling those jobs yeah that's what you do unbelievable that's one of the things when you look back at the week yeah i mean it meant a heck of a week i think the biggest memory is going to be hurricane ian but it's also a time when our president was looking around for a dead congresswoman mm-hmm. but it was because she was top of mind and Kareem Jean-Pierre had to try to do this dance. So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will we be know. A, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, and then kept going back to it, but on top of mind. And a lot of times I've heard top of mind, but on top of mind. <laughs> okay, 
So as we were putting together our Friday Five yesterday, <laughs> yeah, which is a countdown we do every Friday, Van Camp said, hey, top of mind, how about mind songs? Yes. Mind songs. Yes. Oh, yeah. Songs with mind or minds in the title. Turns out there's some great songs with mind in the title. That didn't stop Scott from slightly screwing up the list. Come on. In my man. humble opinion. It's not really screwed up. It's really solid, to be honest. So if you want to play along, think about a song with mind in the title. You know, is it iconic? Does it stand the test of time? Maybe it's in there. We have it coming up. 210-619-2053 is the number. The Friday Five. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's that time. It's Friday. That means the Friday Five, the countdown we do every Friday, and it always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Friday Five this week. David had a great idea. It should do, or we should do mind songs. Songs with mind in the title. Because yeah. that deceased congresswoman was top of mind yeah, or for the president. lost his mind. Either or. Either way, it's yeah. a good reason to do mind songs mm-hmm. for a Friday Five. So we got our list together. We're all ready to roll. The number's 210-619-2053. I think we all like the list. It's very solid. It's yeah, a great yeah, song. Yeah, I think so, yeah, too. It's, a, it's okay. Oh. Ooh, some dissent there. Still, Who's up first today? Uh, let's talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Greetings and happy Friday. And I John. finally beat Mary to the phone. Hey. <laughs> got it. Yeah, good for you. Good job. So I, uh, we'll, I'll take the uh, handcuffs and duct tape off her as soon as I get off the phone with you. Ah, <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> yes. Got it. Anyway, let's not lose our license. So in terms of top of mind songs, the song that was on the top of my mind was Boston. Wow. Peace of mind. John, peace of mind. If I had it my way, man, you would have been walking off with number one, unfortunately. Number two. This is one of those rare times when two of us had Boston or had a, a number one pick on our respective list. You did too, Dave. I did too. Because but for iconic status. Absolutely. It's huge. Test the time. Test the time? Yeah. And personally, I love that song. Yeah. But Robbins may have had this one. Well, it didn't make it for me, but... Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot to choose from. Hold on a second. It didn't make number one, or it didn't make your top five? I don't five. think it made my top five. It didn't make his top five. No, it didn't make I made an honorable mention, but no, my, <laughs> don't start on me. Don't start. <laughs> don't be putting your head in your hands. Just don't. I, I, no, Just, I want to understand. It's a you new You don't day, have to Scott. understand anything. I, it's, it's, it's all arbitrary. Where do you put it for iconic status? I, I, 
Out of ten. Probably seven. <coughs> it was huge. Okay. I know it was huge. What, I understand what do you give it, it was for huge. Test of time. Eight. It's a ten. It still played all the time. I don't hear it as much as I hear the other Boston stuff. And how much do you personally like it? Mm, about a seven or eight. So, okay, on that, seven or eight, <laughs> seven and eight. I mean, we're talking about a score of 23. You're telling me everything you picked in your five has a score higher so. than that? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got a solid five. I'm not going to listen to you uh, anymore. No, no, no. I'm just trying to do it. <laughs> okay. I'm sincerely trying to understand how oh, peace I know, of mind from I know, Boston I know what you're doing. You, no, you, you don't want to understand. I want to know how it didn't make the top to. five for you. Okay. That's all. All right. all right. Well, it didn't. Okay. Who's next, David? Uh, uh, let's talk to Jackie. Wait, where? where's Jackie? Uh, we have you? Where? Hello? Oh, there, there he is. There's Jackie. Oh, I, am, I am here in Virginia, comrade. Jackie is here in Virginia. Stop looking for me. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it so much. Yes, well, I saw a trailer this week for a new movie about the chameleon called Smile, You Are Top of Mind, starring <laughs> Kareem Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> President Magoo, though, could not be in the movie since he has no mind to be top of. <laughs> good one. That's Excellent. pretty good. That's yeah, good. That's good. I also heard that Van Camp is going hog hunting with Major E. Taylor Green. I did not know that it was open season on Host of the View, though. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Holy, Holy wow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and what are you thinking today, Jackie, from Virginia? Well, I'm thinking that when Nancy Pelosi was asked about what she thought of Jack Daniels, she said, you were always on my mind by <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, good, yes. good one. Number four. When you were always on my mind. Oh, man. You were always on my mind. Who had that eight or above for personal life besides me? Anyone? I had it at a seven. It's so I had sad, seven. man. I, I it just, is that's, sad. I don't want to hear it that often yeah. because it's so sad, but I do love the song. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a great song. Huge hit. Huge hit. Yes, it was. That is what you would call the multi-format smash. Yes. Yeah. Even Top 40 Boy here played that one. Yeah, I know. That was a hot hit on my flamethrowing hot rocker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So it's songs with mind in the title. We already have number two and number four. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Hey, gentlemen. Happy Friday. Uh, I was going to throw out there uh, Nelson Wilbury, also known as George Harrison, with uh, Got My Mind Set on You. Yep. There you go, Mark. Number five. I got my mind set on you. I got my mind set on you. That was a big hit. You It was almost like that album and the Traveling Wilburys album and Full Moon Fever from Tom Petty. You can hear the cohesiveness. Well, yeah. A lot of his production, Jeff Lynn. Yes. I had a buddy of mine uh, who could not stand Jeff Lynn. And really almost wanted to hire a hitman or something because he's like, he's ruining everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Only the most successful album in Tom Petty's career, yeah. Well, yeah. 
I, but I understand that yeah. he was more liking the raw sort of Tom Petty or George Harrison. And that was slickly produced, but that was a huge record. Yep. Okay, so we got five, four, and two, and who's next? Uh, let's talk to Uncle Schultze in Gresham. Gentlemen, happy Aloha Friday. Aloha, Uncle Schultz. I think he was Uncle inconsiderate Schultz. enough to die on my birthday. I'm going to go with Elvis Presley and Suspicious Minds, and oh, I'll yeah. hang up and listen. Well, you're going to have a great weekend. Number one. I've been on a huge Elvis kick for the last week. I think it started driving my wife crazy. (laughs) I saw the Elvis movie. I think that's why. You know, and one thing I didn't know so much, because I've been reading some different biography stuff, that he was going to all these people when he was younger, and they flat out said, the guy can't sing. He can't sing. Hmm. He just can't sing. Who could have ever thought that dude couldn't sing? You know, the vocal on that song doesn't sound like anything else he ever did. Just the vocal. It doesn't. It, 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 usually you catch that voice almost immediately. On that one, it always took me a little bit longer. It's like it didn't sound I, like other Elvis records, in my opinion. Do you have that opinion, David? No. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, me neither. But hey, man, whatever. Um, well, I don't, I'm not quite as artsy as you guys are, so, you know. <laughs> no, no I, that just sounds like Elvis to me. That's why I mean, we, we well, all have opinions. It's an Elvis record, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm not saying anything bad. I mean, can you imagine if Elvis had a good rocking band behind him? And it would have been like years later he would have released it. Sometimes I've wondered, what would that have sounded like? You know, with a good backing band behind him, that sort of thing. Oh, maybe it'd be like this. Oh, yeah. Do you hate it or like it? I'm not a fan. I don't know exactly what it is. It's Rock the King Metal Elvis. <laughs> so it's a guy dressed up like Peter Chris on drums. And the guitar player is dressed up like Slash. And it's an Elvis impersonator. And they do Hard Rock Elvis. It's interesting. I, I, I want to see it. <laughs> I was just waiting for that to be I, like Tesla or something. <laughs> yeah, so was I. Except I could tell the vocalist wasn't. Well, if Tesla did a tribute to the king, I'm there. I guarantee you that. Okay, so we have number one, two, four, and five looking for number three. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Todd in Idaho. Hey, Todd. Happy Friday, Sea Squad birthing people. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, how are you? We need to understand the root causes of why my mind is always on Carolina because when we understand the root causes of when my mind is on Carolina, we understand and do the work why Carolina is always on my mind. Well said, Todd. (laughs) Well, really good. Well done. Yes. That's a great take. <laughs> okay. Watch her watch the morning come. So we're still looking for number three. 
And it's a classic. Yeah. And what's amazing about number three to me, because you can look up different lists that, you know, people put out about songs with, like, today, Mind in the Title. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give this away, but I can't believe the version that's popular with a lot of people. Yeah. I always thought it was only popular by one person, but it's amazing to me. And we will definitely get to that. Uh, but if you want to get in, there's still time. The number is 210-619-2053. Friday 5, songs with mind in the title. And we'll wrap it up next. And Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, we got a news update here in about 12 minutes. Along with the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. But before we get there, finishing up our Friday Five, which this week, greatest songs of all time with Mind in the title. That's number one right there, the king. Suspicious Minds. Boston Peace of Mind, number two. That was David's number one and mine number one. But Scott did not have it anywhere in his top five. No. Number three, we're still looking for. Four was always on my mind from Willie Nelson. And George Harrison's Got My Mind Set on You was number five. Okay. Had some great honorable mentions, too. Back to it. The number's 210-619-2053. David? Uh, let's start this off with Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey. Hey, guys. Uh, before I give my pick, I just have a question, though. Is, uh, is Elvis here or has he uh, left the building? Is, is he over there? I've been looking for him uh, all day. Up, Elvis. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, that was corny. Sorry. Um, no, it's good. Okay, okay all right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Glenn Campbell, Gentle on My Mind. Dude. That's a good song. Am I the only one that picked that? I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. It oh. keeps you ever gentle on my mind. By the way, David, it's would you say Glenn Campbell, underrated guitarist? Absolutely. That guy can play. Holy smokes. I love the album cover for this. Where he's got, he's got the corduroy jacket on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I heard a lot of this growing up. the world will not be cursing or forgiving when I walk along some railroad track and find... Yeah, man, a lot of visual with his stuff, too. It's really, really good. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Hey, gentlemen, it's been a long time. Yeah, Greg, man. great to doing? hear from you. Yeah. Hey, I got a treat for you. My wife, Monica's actually right here. Hi, gentlemen. Hi, Monica. Monica. <laughs> All right, well, how about Georgia on my mind? Ray Charles. Oh, yeah. There you go, yes. Number three. Georgia. Georgia, the whole day. Talk about iconic. Oh, yeah. Test of time. Just an old yeah. sweet song. You know what I did not know? What's that? Keeps Georgia I sort of teased this earlier. Ranker.com. They'll rank different things. Songs with mind. They don't have the Ray Charles up there. Hi. It's Van Morrison's version. Really? 
Yes, I was very surprised by that. And uh, I, I wasn't thrilled about it, to be honest. There's a reason. I don't need to hear any more. That's it right there. Whether it's moon dance. And people, oh, what a treasure. Please. No thanks. My favorite is a... Golly. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my. It just sounds like, sounds like a basset hound choking on a chicken bone. <laughs> it does. Bring it up, boy. By the way, just uh, for Robin's sake, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get a call for it or not. Um, should we play the song that he had in the five instead of Boston? Uh, sure. I think that's the right thing to do. Okay. Right? Yeah. If I could read your mind, love. Gordon Lightfoot. Yep. If you could read my mind. Just like a paperback Huge hit. Test the timer. I like it. That's Hold not on as much of a test the timer. Test the timer. Oh, I disagree. Okay. Wait a second. I, I remember it from a long time ago. Totally. I haven't honestly heard it in years. And you're telling me that that is a bigger test of time than... I don't, I, don't I don't know if it's a bigger test of time. Well, I'm just trying to figure out the scoring. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. But, okay, so, so they're, they're, they're a tie with hit, but test of time, Boston would have to win on test of time, right? Maybe. Maybe. Now, if your personal like for Gordon is higher than Boston, that's okay. Okay. But I, I don't think it's right, fair okay. if you say, yeah. hey, Markley, you, you you sort of brand me as the guy that picks the bad songs. It's not a bad song. Gordon Lightfoot's not a bad song. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just I don't know if it's there with Boston. Well, That's you all. said it was a bad song. Is there another call we can take real quick? <laughs> it's up to you, man. I don't know. I kind of I just kind of want to hear your version of Van Morrison doing Peace of Mind by Boston now. Number two. All right, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> Oh, what a treasure. This is the Markley Van Camp Rock Show. Okay. What's the biggest story of the time? Uh, <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot rates above Boston and Robin's mind? Yeah, Golly. Try, try to get... Serious here for the biggest story of the day, uh, probably uh, as we are looking at the damage that was left by Hurricane Ian, we're hearing more uh, about fatalities along western Florida and the coast there, uh, a lot of flooding even further inland around Orlando, et cetera. So uh, that's, that's the biggest story of the day to me. No doubt. No doubt. And now Ian making landfall in South yeah. Carolina. So keep me up to date on that. Okay. Oh, we got to get a news update. And Scott Robbins, the trifecta. Yes, yep. straight ahead, right here. That was that.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. News update, David Van Camp. Joe Biden says he is sending a dive team to find out what happened to that Nord Stream pipeline, which got blown up uh, earlier this week. This is the pipeline, crucial pipeline, that takes natural gas from Russia into Europe. And it was sabotaged earlier this week. Hmm. I mean, I guess they can do some sort of investigation from there. Are they going to be able to tell who is responsible now? Well, there are some who are wondering why exactly you even say we're sending dive teams over there because it's international waters and are what happens here. You know, are, yeah. are you telegraphing where American forces will be uh, during an extremely sensitive time in international relations? Wow. Something else. The New York Post, we all pretty much know this, but when you actually see it, I know Candace Owens has talked about it, um, social media, a digital toxin. Absolutely. Like alcohol or other drugs, addictive and harmful. Yeah. And it's hard to quit because nearly everyone is unbelievably attached. Yeah. But it's what it's doing to kids. Mm-hmm. that Dr. Nicholas Kadaris said it's literally making teens mentally ill. What are we going to look back on in 15 years as far as the whole social media ex- you know, experiment? I don't think it's going to be good. Yeah, I, I tend to think that it's going to be a younger generation, maybe Gen Z, maybe whatever comes out of Gen Z or after Gen Z that -hmm. really pushes it away. Because I do think that when you look at the soaring rates of teen depression, when you look at the the trans stuff with kids, which is going to break a lot of human beings, and it's really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, When the dust settles on what social movements have come out of social media addiction. It, it, I think there is going to be not, not, not an effort to regulate it necessarily from the government, like banning it or whatever, but I think there is going to be a walk away moment. I can see that happening. We've talked about it before. Different kids will talk about it. If they go on a fast, yeah. like they're going to some camp and it's no phones for a week. How much more enjoyable the week was. Yeah. Then you fold, you know, you just go back into old habits. It happens all the time. It could be, you know, yeah. people go to some work conference and you're all jazzed up, and then about three months later, eh, yeah, you're you're back to coasting level. Well, I do think though that it may be the kids who are like my kids' age, maybe a little bit older, who will ultimately have the biggest change to it. I was at mm-hmm. the park the other day uh, with my daughter, and she's running around, and there are a couple of other kids there playing on the playground. Everybody's having a good time. And the two parents of the other kids, and I'm not sitting here trying to judge anybody, but it was kind of remarkable. I'm over there playing with my kid. They're staring at their phones the entire time. And it was hilarious because you know how little kids have no filter? Yeah. Uh, One of the kids goes, that girl's dad is playing with us, and you're just staring at your phone. Come chase me. (laughs) And dad didn't. And, And it was just this weird vibe because i didn't know what to do i'm like slipping him 20 bucks hey thanks for making me look good around other parents (laughs) but 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 no it is and i and you know i find myself doing it too like sitting at home 
um, and just sort of staring at my phone while my kids are playing there. And I, I hate that. When I, when I realize yeah. it, I really hate myself for it. And I do wonder if little kids, you know, growing up now, see what that's doing to us. And just not as a conscious effort necessarily to say, no more phones or whatever. But I don't know, maybe internalizing the the distance they feel because mom and dad are more focused on the little screens that they're staring right. at more than anything else. I saw something funny the other day. It was if the Beatles did Abbey Road today, the cover, and it showed them all walking across looking at their phones. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. Yeah. All right, Robin, you ready for your yeah, big three go. of the day? Let's do this, then. All right, roll it out. Are you ready? One, two, look at you It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott's top three of the day always helped by, well, his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Casey Hi, Casey. Casey. Good. Hey, buddy. <laughs> it's Friday, right? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Right. Okay. I'm ready. He's got a schedule. Three. Uh, number three, uh, the sad story, and we've been talking about mm. it for a while, but uh, the number of deaths at the border is just astounding. This is crazy, man. And this isn't talked about anywhere. Brandon Judd is the president of the National Border Patrol Council. He said it's going to be the deadliest year by far. So when you look at the past year, prior to President Biden taking office, the most deaths at the border ever recorded, a little over 300. He said, right now we're at 800. It's the most dangerous situation we've ever seen. 800, not yet to October. Right. Wow. 800. Yeah. Said, so I'm going to go back to the point where Democrats don't seem to care. Where is our border czar, by the way? It's a great question. He said, it's got to the point where our local mortuaries... This is an Eagle's Pass, Eagle Pass. Our mortuaries are no longer taking in the deceased. Unidentified deceased migrants are being buried at the local cemetery in Eagle Pass, and people now are scrambling to find space for all the bodies they have to bury. Oh, my gosh. And they can't identify them, most of them. The funeral director in Eagle Pass told the sheriff's office, listen, I'm at capacity here. I can't take any more. The sheriff is not responsible for the bodies, He's putting him in a refrigerator trailer. When that runs out, we don't know. Yeah. Where's national media? This is Where's insane. Where's legacy media? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're they're too focused talking about the brave people on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Who welcomed the migrants for 24 hours and then got them the hell off their island. They can also say they can't do autopsies anymore. There's just yeah. too many. They can't. Saw that in Laredo. Yeah, the, the, the morgue is full. It's, it's so sad, man. That's inhumane. That's cruel. It is. That's inhumane, and that's cruel. You and know, by God, if somebody wants to get on top of a stump again and yell at me and tell me how inhumane it is to move migrants to Martha's Vineyard, I swear. Well, the other thing we're hearing all the time about updates in Ukraine and the Ukrainian people, and I understand that's a terrible situation. Yeah. With a lot of death. But you can't spare what a couple hits a week on what's going on at the border when you have record number of deaths so much the morgues can't take any more people? If there was a death count anywhere that has doubled, almost tripled in the last year, would that get anyone's attention? Of course it would. It'd be everywhere. Yeah. Unless, Unless it of has course, to 
right. fit your narrative, and this doesn't, so they don't do it. Gosh dang. Wow, We're man. getting closer and closer to number Scott one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, his top three stories of the day. Two. Number two, a guy went online and bragged about <laughs> dunking on a homophobic seven-year-old. seven-year-old. Okay. What? Yeah, you get these stories every once in a while. And generally, I kind of just pass them by, but this was just absolutely too good. Guy's name is Robbie. Robbie said this out to everybody on his list. Uh, Robbie Pierce. He said, a random unattended seven-year-old at the park told me and my son that gay people are the devil and we're going to hell. Seven-year-old said this. My son scoffed, but the boy said, it's true because God said so. I told that boy, your parents made up God to make their kids do what they want. His eyes got so big. Well, where's the applause light? <laughs> what a guy. First of all, this never happened, I'm guessing, right? And you smoked a seven-year-old? You jackass. <laughs> What's wrong with you? This is how I fought the good fight today, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, on with the countdown. These guys. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three stories of the day yeah. up to where Boston should have been. One. Right. <laughs> He's been to Boston, I'm sure. Yes. Anyway. Seven-year-old walks up to me. Hey, you're you're fat. Well, your dad's a drunk. <laughs> yeah. Where's my prize? All right. No, yes! No. That away. <laughs> Number Fat one. shaming will not be tolerated ever. <laughs> Number one, Dan Rather has thoughts on Ron DeSantis. And, <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. Yeah, you know, he's known for airing false documents and being a complete a-hole most of the time, and he won't go away. So Dan Rather tweets this out. The hurricane hits Florida. Federal aid will flow in to help, paid for by tax dollars from Americans across the country. Airplanes will be full of supplies, not stunts. There will be no us and them because this is how America should act, and most Americans know that. So, Dan, are you referring to stunts like, I don't know, plane loads of illegals landing unannounced in cities all across the country that Joe Biden flew there? Is that the way you're talking about? Dude, I don't think Dan Rather's worth your stress, but I know it's your trifecta. It's your top three. Well, he's like the liberal Lone Ranger out there, isn't he? Huh? Oh, gosh. He's writing all the wrongs of society. <laughs> and there you have it. And there is Creepy, the trifecta. Old, dusty old. Hey, I got a dog news if anybody wants it real. I love dog news. This is sort of strange. Now, you've heard people say before, my dog can tell if I'm a little depressed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think animals can do this, yeah. Okay. Do you think they could do it without seeing you or hearing you? What, just sense it? Smell it? Smell it? Yeah, yeah I, do. I, don't, <clears throat> I do. I do, too. I'm with David. I do, too. That's the dog news of the week. Study found that, yeah, dogs can smell stress on people. I believe that. Well, they can detect other diseases, too. They've been known to with their sniffers. Like what? Cancer. They've so had been dogs, verified. They've had. Uh, I. I. I haven't researching it, but uh, yeah. yeah, there's also like diabetes because diabetes, you give other off things, a, yeah. a, a specific sweet smell. Yeah, um, they they were doing the same thing, experimenting with like COVID too, to see if dogs could sniff out right. whether or not you had COVID. I don't know. I remember the the uh, when my daughter was first born, uh, our dog at the time, Josie, would know when she was about to wake up and need to eat. She would, like, walk up, like, she'd be downstairs with me, and if my wife was napping, 
she would run upstairs, go in the bedroom, sit down, and then bark once at my wife. And wow. then, sure enough, go over and... Yeah. That's wild. I oh, remember Lassie could go back and yell about Timmy falling in the well. That was a show, Scott. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I always think of Death Cat. Remember the cat at the nursing yeah. home? This was years yeah. ago now. Yeah. If that cat went and sat on somebody's lap, you knew, man. Goner. The Grim Reaper was coming. Mm-hmm. That was one of the craziest things that I could ever remember. But it kept happening. Mm-hmm. Like one after another after another. That's like a Marvel movie, Death Cat. But yes. Doesn't it? Yeah. That should be the name of your band. Death Cat. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the trifecta, as always. Uh, we got another news update to get to. And Nimrod's in the news. <laughs> if you're a criminal, why do you park in a handicapped spot? Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm seeing uh, Transportation Secretary oh, Pete Boot Edge Edge yeah, on Fox be. talking about the administration's response to Hurricane Ian. He'll slip the green wiener in there somewhere. <laughs> he always does. Wait and see. That just... Hmm. He will. He will. It'll, all of a sudden, it'll become this conversation mm-hmm. all over again. Talking right. about electric cars. Right. Yeah. Got that. Okay. Yeah, just we to better clarify. Interesting. Well, <laughs> choice of words. Well, Interesting phrase. Yeah. Yes, I just wanted to make sure you knew what was going on. That's yeah. all. Because the energy. Well, it's, Secretary yeah, it's, said, you know, the, what a great it's opportunity right now that we have after what happened in yeah, Nord Street these too. people in Florida with no and electricity. Well, that's a problem. Yes. And we're still trying to figure out exactly what Joe Biden meant earlier today, talking about Kamala Harris and then the first husband when he said, "Doug's right." You're the first, uh, but Kamala often says you won't be the last. Uh, Kamala won't be the last woman to be vice president or president. Uh, I'm stepping down. Well, that's not oh. coming until late December. No, right? no that'll yeah, yeah that's got to they'll, they'll they'll weaken it, Bernie's this guy through the midterms, and then basically we'll we'll be treated to uh, well, basically a two year long Democratic primary. Hmm. Boy, how I look forward to that. The other thing, and I'm not the only person to think it, we all know it's coming. If the midterms end up to be very much in the Republican favor, which a lot of people are thinking, you're going to see so many Democrats and media outlets turn on the administration oh, yeah. fast. Well, the, the protection sk- will be over. Yeah, and well, and the scary part is if Joe were to step down, which I think, you know, most of us think he probably will after the election. Um, but who knows uh, if he does? Let's assume for a second that he does, because everybody is going to be jockeying for top position in for the twenty twenty four election. Mm-hmm. There is going to be so much backstabbing oh. and desperate actions from cabinet members all the way to governors and that could get dangerous wow 
And you know what's going to be talked about a lot this weekend? Concussions in football. Oh, after yeah. After what happened to Tua. Oh, yeah. Man, the Dolphins quarterback last disturbing night. Disturbing video. Yeah. That thing with the hands? Yeah, that's the fencing the, response when your brain gets injured so badly that your central nervous system just basically short circuits, doesn't know what to do. And what when I say when you say fencing, it's his hands like above his head almost. Yeah, but his fingers are going in different directions. Yeah. It looked like I said I thought he had broken fingers at first, and then realized what that was later. Wow, uh, crazy! Is there an update on his condition? By the way, he's out of the hospital. They said is he? So. Okay, wow. Yeah, but people are saying he should never have played. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a controversy yeah. for uh-huh. sure. All right, we got to get to Nimrod. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Go to Tulsa. Walgreens. Handicap spot. I just parked there. Well, no sticker. Not handicapped. And... Smoking meth. Hmm. What are you doing? Well, maybe you're already high. That's Listen, not a handicap. Well, no. Although, I mean, there's some arguments to be made, but dude, you realize you're already in a handicapped spot. You don't want to attract people. Yeah, he was arrested. Huh. There's so many Nimrods. This is the Martin Payne, Cape and Robin Show.